0: Curriculum Associates presents Extraordinary Educators with hosts Sari Labaris and Danielle Sullivan. Get ready to hear tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching, leadership, and drive student learning. We're here for you. Hello. Welcome to the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari. And this week we are joined by Extraordinary Educator Class of 2023, Monique Ross, who is an elementary teacher in California. I had so much fun talking with Monique. She is legit real, don't you I think? Could, I Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And just so refreshing because a lot of times I think as teachers and, and as people in, in the workplace, generally speaking, we aspire to be this perfect image with everything that fits into a box and kids' desks need to look like this. And our organization system has to be Pinterest perfect, but that's not representative of how your brain works or real life is. And the way that she approaches um, her students and her classroom culture and how honest she is about it is just so appreciated and and real. Yeah. So let's get real with Monique.
1: Okay. So I, I've been working at the current school where I am, um, for about eight years and, this year, I'm an intervention teacher. We have a TK through eighth grade school, and we have about 75 students. It's a very unique situation. When I came here, we only had three teachers, three classroom teachers, and a special ed teacher. And my posi- position when I started was teaching grades three, four, five, multiple subjects in one classroom. So, um, what I'm used to, and you know, what the majority of teachers are used to are not exactly the same thing. So I'm I'm really blessed to now have the intervention position where I get to work with essentially every single student in the class, in the whole school throughout the school year, just depending on what their needs are, um, Yeah. Beginning of the school. Yeah. Sorry. The beginning of the school year, I'm more focused on, um, you know, supporting struggling students. And the end of the school year, I'm more focused on who's um, higher and who can I keep higher and push them, you know. And so my, my groupings change throughout the school year. Yeah. So what, what we'd love to know, first off, what is TK? You said Um, transitional kindergarten, or it's a pre pre kindergarten In our school district, it is combined in the kindergarten classroom. I believe it's just like an age cutoff where the kindergarten cutoff is in September to turn five and the TK cutoff is in December to turn five, but they have a whole year of transitional kindergarten. And then their next year is a regular kindergarten year. Got it. So I'd love to know,
2: wow, you are an interventionist. You have so many different grade levels. How do you manage your time and your approach to that? Because I hear again and again by so, from so many educators, they are lost in the sea of confusion. So we'd love for you to clarify what, how did you begin, even as a, as a former teacher with all of those different grade levels in one classroom. And then now your current role as an interventionist. Well, so walk us through how you approach your instruction. That would be great.
1: I'm going to say that it's chaos. Um, most of the time it's chaos. <laughs> I, um, you're coming right now and I'm like, I don't have any time management. It's, uh, <laughs> so I don't think I can help with that idea, but, um, Time management's not my thing at all, anytime ever, it never has been. And um I think in my situation, what's really good is everybody knows that. And they know that when I pull my groups, um, I might pull them late, I might pull them early, I might return them late, I might return them early. I never return them early. Mm-hmm. Um but I think everybody just already knows. So um, the support system of my special unique school is really what keeps um, our students thriving. Um, we would not be able to do it with without the staff that we have. And so I think for I that's the only thing that's really keeping us together. It's definitely not my time management. Um,
0: well, we appreciate your transparency there. I think it's always good to know what you know and what you don't know and have your colleagues be aware of your strengths and, and areas for growth, we'll say. Um, I'm curious, uh, I know you you identified your classroom uh with your students as hands-on. And I would love to understand more about what that looks like um when you're working with with kids, whether or not they're they're there at the given time that they were penciled into to be or not. <laughs>
1: Um, so in math groups, I, I guess I am the manipulative and the material queen. I mean, not even just with math, but with anything, anybody knows if they need something, they should always come to my classroom first and find out if I have it before they go out and buy it. Um, they, I might be considered a hoarder in some ways, uh, and, I don't think that anything can't be used. I think everything has a purpose and everything can be used or reused or, and so I just have tons of stuff. Um, So in math groups, that's really handy because they, you know, depending on what level it is kindergarten, I I'm going to go kindergarten through sixth grade, because those are kind of my main focus areas, but kindergarten through sixth grade, I have multiple, you know, a, diverse different like colored bears and cubes and some cubes can be put together and some of them can't and different sizes and different color. so they're just um there's such a variety of I'm just I'm sorry I keep looking over there a variety of tools that can be used for the different lessons uh I just I feel like that's that's great. I don't, I'm gonna let's reframe hoarder
2: into resourceful. And you have a lot of amazing manipulatives that people may or may not have realized that kids need. And what we're finding more and more in talking with educators around mathematics in particular kids need hands on. Doesn't mean if they're in sixth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade, they need hands on. And I love that you rescued the weird bears. When I was a teacher, I was a special education teacher. I inherited a classroom with a half set of colored bears. cubes that sometimes connect and don't connect. And you know what? Sometimes it's the misfit manipulatives that are also just as fun. So I love that you have a space for that, that you're focusing on um, students. And what I would love to know when you, you, you talked about the community at your school and how important it is that everyone looks out for each other, are there certain attributes or, or certain behaviors or best practices that some of the teachers do that you could share that might be helpful for other schools that aren't as small or unique as yours, but just really good best practices. To, so you've, like you said, teachers get it. They know you, like if you show up late or not, they're, they totally, they're cool with that. So what do you think creates that, those conditions? I
1: think the, I mean, the first and foremost, focus has to be, we're here for our students and it doesn't, I mean, we all have our own individual ideas, beliefs, theologies, however, our focus, I mean, my principal is really good at making sure that we're always focused on the mission of the school and she breaks it apart and makes sure that everything that we're doing fits with the mission. So we're always goal minded for we're doing this for our students. And even if we don't necessarily agree on a way or, you know, just we do agree, we need to get our students to the next point. So um, with that, collaboration is so important and at our school we don't without me as intervention teaching the everybody without me teaching everybody nobody at our school has another teacher who is teaching the same grade levels that they are who's teaching the same students except that um, our K12 teacher had those students for three years when they were younger, you know, and our middle grade teacher had those students for three years, you know, in their middle years. So we can't collaborate as far as necessarily um, academic curriculum, but we can on academic progress and behavior.
2: And relationships and building trust is what I also heard. You didn't say those words, but... (laughs) but i think that it it it's a lot of trust building and a lot of relationship building and the fact that they even have trust in you you have trust in them you're building trust with the students like that is so important so unfortunately that's all the time we have for today how was that was pretty painless right
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh awesome goodness. i love i love hearing about and i love how honest you are with like the messiness i don't know how else to describe it i feel like that that term has a Negative connotation, but but I think sometimes kids fixate on like the picture perfect Pinteresty thing, but like the fact that you have these misfit manipulatives and ways for them to approach things without having to look like tidy. Time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is is really cool and it's if different. You my classroom, yeah.
1: nobody would describe this as tidy, <laughs> and I'm telling you. My materials are not organized, and time management is not my thing. Like, but they're learning, and they're you know, and uh, they like coming. That's what matters. And they like right? coming yeah. to school, you know. That's yeah. that's
0: almost the only thing that matters. Right? That they like right. coming to school. You and they're can't learning. teach them if they don't like being there. So. That's it for today's episode of the Extraordinary Educators podcast. Please leave us a review where you listen to podcasts as it really helps us reach more educators like you. Follow us on Twitter at Curriculum and on Instagram at MyIready. If you have feedback, a topic of interest, want to be a guest or have a question, email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We're here for you. So until we meet again, be you, be true,
2: be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates, editing by Danielle Sullivan, social media
0: by At City Hannon, guest booking by Sari Liberas, music by Mark Bernstein. This podcast is copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIready and send your emails to extraordinaryeducators at com.